welcome. <laughs> I'm supposed to start. I what? Guess, I guess to welcome the people back. Okay, fine. Go for it. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to the Naeem Puzzle Podcast. As you just heard, I'm here with Naeem Puzzle. <laughs> Hello, that's me. And I thought I was going to start this thing, but anyways, uh, anywho, I think it's our personalities, isn't it? It is. It is personalities. The same personality sometimes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And in fact, uh, we are going to be talking a little bit about uh, the uniqueness of our personalities, right? A little bit? Yeah, a little um, bit. So what are we doing with this this session? Really? So basically the last time in the last episode, for those of you that listened, we were talking about how God is always working behind the scenes. And so we're going to kind of just take that to the next step today. Actually, we're rounding out this season talking about your book, Ex Muslim. Oh, you said it right. See? Correct. Yeah. First try. Okay. So before we get into that yes. really quick, though, I do want to hear about this pumpkin story. Oh. You <laughs> dropped a pumpkin on your foot, apparently. I didn't drop it. It was in my car. Okay. After our Halloween service, I opened the back of my, I drove home, had all the pumpkins, you know. Okay, opened Halloween the back service, of my car. what do you mean? So at Mosaic, we did an outdoor Halloween service. Everybody dressed up. Yes. I preached as Snow White. Oh my it gosh. was amazing. Oh, wow. It was Didn't the most come true, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Uh, Ashley said, we're going to now call me, my title is now Pastor Princess. Oh, so. nice. nice. <laughs> Vinny, change it in the show notes. <laughs> So let's talk about this pumpkin. Yes. Yeah. Basically, I opened the back of my car and the pumpkin had flipped over and rolled out and landed on my foot and basically squished my foot between, I mean, the driveway and the pumpkin. And so now I'm all bruised up. Oh, and, wow. uh, you know, No, I great. have noticed, though, is that you are pretty unique in this, that you don't have like, I think it's spatial. <laughs> awareness of your uh body, body. <laughs> yeah because you're like knocking into like walking into things yeah i walk into things you think I, it's just I don't think it's unique no i've been doing it my whole life okay. nice <laughs> and i pass it on to my oldest daughter she's got it too so. oh my gosh yeah well let's talk about uniqueness right uniqueness yeah. yes hopefully i have other unique things outside of my ability to walk into door frames and yes. tables and things i think so i think so you have a you you are I would say you are a unique person. That's something that you embrace. I think I do. Bit. I think I do. Maybe it's my personality. Um, I do, you know it's so interesting because I love the idea of being unique. No mm -hmm. doubt about it. I think it's uh, part of my enneagram. Mm -hmm. We can talk about that in a minute. Yeah, because you love enneagrams. I do. But uh, I've always struggled with trying to always fit in. So like this. Uh, section of the book that I want to cover today is this idea of being a stranger or feeling like a stranger in a strange land. And so I've always felt that way, but then, um, but I've always, like, I was tried to fit in. Yeah. Or I think there was a time I fit, tried to fit in. I think I still try to fit in uh, just because of my background. Like, I know I'm not like other people, like, you know, on a given Sunday morning, like, mm -hmm. uh, as the senior pastor of the church and and all that, I still am the minority. Super minority. Super minority. Right. I mean, there is no other Pakistanis, except maybe one guy. Um, and uh, I've got a couple of half Pakistanis running around, which is my kids. <laughs> but that's about it. That's about yes. it. And so there's always this idea, a sense of, I'm not like everyone else in this room, which I don't think a lot of people live in. Yeah. That kind of space and world. Um, but I've chosen to, you know, create that, live in that, you know. Well, I think, I mean, back to Enneagram, I think there's a difference between trying to live in a way that is unique, which I would say you're an Enneagram three wing four. So your wing four is the uniqueness. That's the part of you that wants to be unique, but there's a difference between choosing to be unique versus 
being a super minority and you're unique already. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you know, what's interesting is, is that you love uh, Enneagram, right? I, I think do. you know all of them. Do you? I do. You do? Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's find out. Okay. How many numbers are there? Nine. There are nine numbers. Yeah. Okay. And for those of you who've never checked out Enneagram, because I'm surprised how many people have not actually. Yes. I've known about this. And, uh, but it is a great way of kind of figuring out your personality. Oh, kind of. I mean, it's not a personality test. Really, it's a tool for, I think it's a self-awareness tool. It's like okay. why you do the things you do. And it helps you to understand what are your core fears and your core beliefs. And a lot of it has to do with your childhood. Um, but it's not like you know, sitting on therapy couch, like (laughs) that kind of thing. But yeah, you can take a test. We actually love your Enneagram coach.com. They came to Mosaic and did an Enneagram marriage workshop for us. We should do that again. We should, that's great. But yeah, or you can just kind of read about the nine types and usually you can figure them out. Oh my gosh. Okay, so number one, I don't know if I got the the names actually perfectly right, but I can describe them to you. So number one is basically like a type A personality, perfectionist, they're very, like things that are right and wrong are very important to them. Okay. A two is a helper. Okay. So this is somebody who is always serving, always helping other people, always wants to do whatever the other person wants. That's a two. They just want to help. That's a two. A three mm-hmm. is either an achiever or a performer. Okay. Or like in my case, it's both. Okay. Where <laughs> I want to achieve and be the best at all the things, but also performers like to be and you know on stage center of attention okay lots of leaders are threes yes you are a three yes yes definitely see that um and then four is unique enneagram fours really are like emotional and unique and it's very important to them that they're unique and they want to be understood but also at the same time they don't because you're they're like you can't understand me i'm so complicated and complex okay <laughs> with all my feelings yeah yeah and then five a five are, is actually Ashley is a five, your wife, Ashley's a five, a five. I want to say it's called the investigator, but basically they're the researcher. They know all the things. Yeah, that's that's so why true. she's our resource person. Right. So and if true. you want a book, whatever you go to her, like they just, they're usually introverted. Yeah. Not always. Yeah. And then six, six is what my husband, Peter is a six is a loyalist. Oh. And so they're very loyal. They like to serve other people, but also a lot of sixes like to think ahead. So they're like, what are all of the possible things that could happen in this situation so that I can prepare for them in advance? <laughs> like that's a six. Hey, very okay. Much. You want those in your life. Yes. Okay. And then the uh, seven is the enthusiast, which is all about having fun. And they want to like, they usually have 15 projects going on at once. And then if they have a thought or an idea of something new and it sounds fun, they're like, that's what we're going to do. Just add it to the list. Right. They're Vinny just is always definitely going. That. Yes. They're very creative. Um, eights are a challenger. Okay. The challenger. I think challengers can get a bad rap. I'll just say. Mm-hmm. Um, they're in the aggressive stance. Okay. Which they're only one of the numbers, but I think they're the most aggressive. But eights, eights will pretty much tell you like it is. They don't have a lot of emotions. They're just like, they just like lay it all on the table. Okay. And then, um, and then a nine um, is kind of the opposite of that. A nine is a peacemaker. So they're very just, they want everybody to be happy. So often they will shrink back, not really give their own opinions because they just want like no waves to be made. Yeah. yeah. So, I just did that with no notes, by the way. <laughs> Okay, achiever. Fine. The three in me is like, oh yeah, well, yeah I need achieve. a gold star. <laughs> well, you know what's interesting though is that every time you or people on staff, and we've had people on staff that always talk about it, or I would hear things about a description about you know what an enneagram three is, and I'm technically an enneagram three. Yes, I've always fought it. I'm like, no, you don't know me. You don't know <laughs> me. I'm unique. You don't know me. And I find myself being like more on that four. You know, my yeah. son's a four. Um, 
but I first tested as a seven that was a seven was like, you know, party, uh, every like creative, let's do all the things, let's do any of the things. Unorganized. Yeah. And I think, I don't know what it is, is that I find like, like coming to the States, there's a person, there's a split personality in me. Like okay. a, that's why in, on the Instagram, I kind of went, uh, scored seven mm-hmm. because a seven is like, we're, I'm up for whatever. And I think like when I felt like a stranger in a strange land, I've always thought and felt like a, like a chameleon. Like I can go into a situation and just pretend mm-hmm. or not even pretend like, uh, in a, in a, uh, you know, in a, you know, but in a bad way, I just can go with it. Like I can make you think that I'm just like you. Right. Like I can change my, my, my tone. I can change not my personality, but I can really do that. Now switch over to another, um, uh, to another personality slash whatever um, description finder. Mm-hmm. It's called strength finders. Uh-huh. Right. And so strength finders give you five words to describe your personality. Yes. And the first one for me is the the word woo. Yes. Woo is the ability to win people over. Yeah. And Winning I can do others over. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then I know I can do that. But yeah. then I tap into the seven of like, I'm up for whatever. I don't really have an agenda. I'll mm-hmm. go with you because now you know I go with you. So I think it served me well coming to the States because I was able to really a blend in and what's the word assimilate, assimilate yeah. in a way that honestly is shocking to even people that uh, came the same time, you know, not same time, but I would say they've been here the same amount of years. They came when the same, same age, like, like they went to, to English schools and all those things, but they still have an accent. They mm-hmm. still have a personality that's connected to their tradition. They still have just, they just have a lot of their traditions that they've held on to. Yeah. And I remember talking to a linguist once who was surprised by how much I've assimilated, especially in my accent, because I came here when I was 19. Yeah. And right. English is not my first language. And so they're like, well, how did you switch over? Because you don't have like all of a sudden a Southern accent, which obviously I came here and stayed in the Carolinas. Yeah. I don't have one no. I do I, but I do have I don't know what I have like a <laughs> California accent I don't know people think I'm California I'm not quite sure but I'm, I don't have a midwestern no why right? did you look at me like that when because you said? you're from there, you guys I don't have a midwestern accent anymore though oh you got something do I have I don't know yeah, I do. so I think like in terms of like just having this conversation I think that there's a beauty of being unique yeah right there's a beauty to it and I think all of us need to understand that and you really have to manage that tension in trying to kind of um um as you move through life knowing that your uniqueness is what makes you like beautiful uh, or Mm -hmm. your uniqueness is what makes you special and not to allow um, things to kind of whitewash in a sense. Yeah. Uh, and I don't mean whitewash as in white, whitewash. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking about just like, just blend in, be blend like in, else. Just blend in. Uh, I think there's a beauty to, to uniqueness. Don't you think? Oh, for sure. And, but I do think that it's hard, uh, partly personality type, partly season of life who's yeah. around you. I think sometimes it's easy to embrace your uniqueness and sometimes 
the inclination is to hide it and to try to blend in. And I think a lot of times it's even like self-preservation, mm-hmm. you know, because if you're told don't stand out, don't be this right. enough times, right. then you start to forget that this is actually how God made you. And you just want to be like everybody else, right. that's quote unquote, acceptable. Right. Right. Know? And you know, one of the things I realized in writing the book is that I had begun to belong to a certain kind of tribe that I did not knew, know that existed in Christianity. Like I, uh, I wrote the book and then I was a pastor uh, at a non-denominational church. Mm-hmm. Still am, obviously, mm-hmm. most <laughs> not still non-denominational, but it was evangelical uh, Christian Protestant movement of Christianity. Okay. Okay. And it's a, it's a certain vibe. Yeah. That goes along with that. Yeah. And I was that guy. Yeah. Uh, and I was in that tribe in a sense. And um, I was the go-to guy for, not for them, mm-hmm. but I was. Like, mm-hmm. I'm that guy. Like, even now, like, I speak at different churches and I am like that ex-Muslim pastor. Right. I'm the guy who came to faith, in, you know, as an adult in the States. But, and then... What I didn't realize is that even in my spirituality and my spiritual leadership and my speaking, mm-hmm. I began kind of talking like, like an evangelical, honestly, white yeah. pastor would talk. Yeah. And then I had to stop and go, okay, hold up, hold up. And even in my speaking uh, a career, in a sense, or uh, I have to, I have to learn my own style on what I am, who I am. Mm-hmm. Again, the beauty is in that uniqueness, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I'm sure you're, you're doing that too, in terms of like trying to figure out your style as you are learning to be a communicator for Mosaic oh. and for, yeah, for the kingdom. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's really tricky trying to be, I mean, a communicator, but also just a, a female in a pretty male right. dominated position, you right. know? And so there are a lot of people that want me to be a certain be way, a certain way yeah, or yeah, yeah. fit a box or a, you know, whatever. And, and sometimes it is easier to go, or I just question myself. I'm like, yeah. oh, maybe I should be that. Maybe mm-hmm. this is the shoulds, yeah. you know? But then when I stop and remember, like, this is actually God made me and I'm going to be able to reach different people. Right. It's easier than to embrace the beauty of right. my uniqueness. I do think that there's a reason that we do try to, you know, you said you started like speaking like everybody else and whatever, the, like the comfort in the sameness. Like there's so definitely something to that too. Yeah, I think there is. Like, um, I don't know if uh, you guys caught that, but this idea of um, uh, there's beauty and uniqueness, but then there's a comfort to us to uh, in the sameness is like the concept that you and I were t- talking about before we started the podcast because I think sometimes the the idea of uniqueness can leave us lonely like can leave us into a place where like no one understands me mm. no one can relate to me I'm so unique and so there is a beauty of it but there's also like not a curse to uniqueness but there's there's there um there's 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 this you can go off the cliff in a sense when it comes to uniqueness I'm so unique no one understands right. me. I'm so special. I'm so special. Yeah. Right. No, you're special, but come on, sweetie. I mean, so is not... everybody else. Exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you're like, oh, if everybody's special, I'm not special. No, that's not true. Right. That's not really true it's at all. True. It's not true. But the comfort in sameness, I think, comes from the idea that when you and I struggle with um, 
uh, uh, something. And uh, when we begin to relate to someone in a conversation that all of a sudden we go, oh, you and I struggle with the same thoughts. Oh, you've had the same feeling. Oh, you've gone through that same um, journey. You, mm -hmm. Oh, are you gone down that path you know how dark it can get and when you and i can relate to other people in in the sameness all of a sudden there's a comfort that comes to like i'm not the only one right i'm not the only one um because your uniqueness can also be your unique depression does that you know yeah. does that make sense yeah so i have a small group of girls that i mentor and one of my favorite moments every time it happened it was always my favorite moment when i get them together and just to see their eyes kind of light up when they were sharing their stories for somebody to go oh i thought i was the only one mm. oh i thought i was the only one and it just opens up like you said this comfort in i'm unique but this not in this pain not in this really hard thing that i really think the enemy uses to silence us yeah because it does it takes vulnerability it takes authenticity it takes honesty with ourselves and other people to be able to say these things that are hard and go, Hey, I'm struggling with this, or I'm having this thought or whatever. And when we can find comfort in the same mm -hmm. that other people have also gone through it, mm -hmm. it's a freedom. It's yeah. like a, a breaking of, you know, allowing shame of that to hold us down. Yeah, for sure. You know, when I uh, get to share my story, my story is so unique um, that I, in fact, realized early on that it's really not relatable. Mm -hmm. Like some people would say um, that it's not really I cannot connect to it. Like yeah. it's so out there, you know, like the way I came to face. Um, they're like, I'm I've never was a Pakistani guy. Sure. <laughs> I've never lived in Kuwait. I never I never had you know, a vision like that. Right. right. I never had Jesus show up. I never right. had struggles like that. Never, you know, so I realized that uh, that the that I have to move from just just being unique and just realizing that my uniqueness has the ability to relate in a unique way to the struggles of other people like and that my unique story can relate in a very unique way to what people are going through and for me to understand that and realize that and work towards that allows me to keep my uniqueness yet relate um uh in sameness it allows me to keep the beauty of my story, but then also allow me to become a comfort to others and allow myself to be comforted by others as well. Yeah. And so it's understanding that your unique gifts and your unique abilities um, and your unique stories and uh, your unique good, bad, and ugly can have the power to relate to in a unique way to other people's story. But if you and I learn to relate, and that's where I think the Holy Spirit comes in, that's where God comes in, that's when self-awareness comes in, and that's yeah. when we go, okay, okay, okay. Um, I, I want to I belong in the sameness um, and, and not just, you know, you know, be this unique person, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. but I can belong to something without losing myself in it. Right. It's very much a both and situation. I'm yeah. a big believer of both and, and this is very much that. Yeah, you want to be uniquely who God made you to be because there are specific people that I think God is gonna put in our paths. You know, there are people that are gonna relate to you right. and your uniqueness right. that wouldn't to me and, and people that I will be able to speak to 
and kind of introduced to Jesus maybe yeah. in a way that another pastor or another even just person wouldn't right. be able to. Right. Yeah. And I think um, for me, uh, I, uh, I remember having this epiphany uh, as I was sharing, it happened so often, like I'm speaking to a crowd. I don't use a lot of notes. And then I get this thought while I'm speaking. And I think to myself, oh, this is actually pretty good. <laughs> and, and I thought one of those thoughts was like when I was talking about uniqueness and I, I said some, uh, I, I said it out loud and then I understood my words later. And basically it was like, that you, you're, you're, you, the person you are, you have a unique relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Now, you've heard that before, okay, you have a unique relationship with God, but think about it. Maybe you see God on an advantage point or you, you, you have a very dist distinct and unique image or view of God that no one else sees. Yeah. No one else sees that, but it's like, it's like going to a certain place and going, Hey, let's look at this thing from here. Look at this thing from here. No because of your unique personality, who you are, mm -hmm. you see a part of God no one else sees. Yeah. And your goal is to share that part of God with other people. Yeah. See, then it opens up That's our, cool. hold up, hold up. I don't have to, it's about being, it's about us being the same because we have the same struggles, mm -hmm. but it's also keeping and knowing and honoring the fact that yes, I am unique because I see a part of God that only the people will only hear about through through you right right but again the honor of like i get to see a part of god no one else gets to see well don't i have a responsibility to share that yeah i was gonna say it and even if we take that then if we really own that right like for our listeners who might be going oh i'm not unique or i'm not sure even just the challenge of like okay well who is not hearing from God, because you are trying to use somebody else's voice. Mm. Like who is not yeah. hearing the message? Who is not meeting Jesus? Because you're, you're imitating somebody else's words, or you're trying yeah. to use, be somebody else to reach them when God just wants you and your perspective and your voice to reach them. Yeah, man. So good. So good. That's good. Awesome. And really that was kind of the whole idea for the series for this season, rather of this yeah. book is taking your unique story and yeah, making it more relatable to people like me who can't relate to anything Any technically in that yeah. story. But um, so hopefully it's been helpful. We hope that you guys have really enjoyed the season. If you have, if you missed any of them, go back and listen, subscribe. We'll have more podcast episodes yes, coming soon. in the future. Yes. And you can get the book on, on Amazon probably is the best way. Right? You can, you can. We you know what people do it, though sometimes? Tell me. They ask me, is it in the library? <laughs> And see, as an author, you're like, <laughs> don't say, don't ask that question. You can ask that question to oh. your your girlfriend or or Google it, but not don't the author, not the <laughs> author, not the author. I kid you oh. not, I kid you not. Like this past weekend or something. Uh, yeah, it was last weekend. And this guy came up to me and he was like, uh, "Is it in the in the library?" And I was oh, in gosh. like, I don't know where I was, some state. Okay, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't keep up with libraries in your town. <laughs> like, I don't know. And, uh, and he was like, oh, okay. And he was like, all right, fine. So I'll get it. And he was so funny. He was like, you know, after I shared my story, you know, he was like, oh, good, good talk, but I don't believe any of it. Oh my gosh. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. 
and then he he was trying to get uh under my skin and i was like i was uh, like okay. i'm not being affected by this yeah and when he asked me about the book i thought that was it but then he said oh you know what maybe i'll buy the book and then i'll donate it to the <laughs> library i was like what come on bro I mean, come my on guy, hey. my guy. yeah Anyways. yeah don't don't get it from the library don't come to mosaic and just be like hey can i have one of these yeah. like come on <laughs> come on awesome well if you have questions let us know reach out on social media we'd love to talk to you guys and subscribe share share this on your um stories or text it to people and, yeah i don't know put it in a letter and send it in the mail <laughs> wow wow on that note we're done <laughs> all right guys see ya bye